the fifth episode of Genre Equality. I'm Hitzir. I'm Hadi. I'm Isa. And uh, this is the big one. Like, yeah. the big one. Of the year. Of the year. Since we went around during the Force Awakens of Last Jedi, yeah, it's yeah. probably the biggest the thing we've ever covered. Cover this year. I yeah. know. Uh, Dreaded, mm. run from it, Destiny still arrives. Yeah, mm. We'll be talking about Avengers Infinity War first. I mean, obviously. It's the gargantuan team up yep. 10 year combination movie that we just can't avoid talking yeah, about. Yeah, we, we will talk about it a lot. Uh, we'll talk about a lot more beyond. To Infinity War and beyond, of course. Yes, yes. of course. But uh, this Some is. Some fantasy booking here and there. <laughs> Uh, but this is uh, going to be like our first topic of uh, this month's episode. If you haven't uh, seen it, uh, we're going to split up this review into two parts. Uh, we're going to spend free? the first five minutes, yep. no spoilers. Yep. And then when spoilers are going to come around, I'm going to give like a little warning. countdown, a little warning. You can tune out or check the timestamps to skip past. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, uh, Avengers Infinity War, obviously directed by the Russo, Russo Brothers. Brothers. The tenure combination of Kevin Feige's uh, dream project of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting with Iron Man. Fucking yep. master plan. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's insane that it came together. Um, starting with Isa, like, well, what do you think of this big combination? Oh, um, just before I watched it, I was having I was having the nerves, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was a little worried because it's such an ambitious project. It seems almost right? like impossible. Huge, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, just the sheer number of, of things they need to tie together, the sheer number of casts. And very very large cast at that, yeah. you know, and just how they were all gonna like work this together and kind of like make sure that the story works. I have to say that I am very happy with the final result. Okay. I don't think we could have asked for better or it's, even expected better. It's fact. so difficult to just the fact that this works. Like even if it had been a mediocre movie, that in itself would have been a gargantuan feat. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, just the fact that this works so cohesively, managing to uh, balance, uh, juggle a bunch of uh, moving parts, yep. servicing um, nearly all the characters. I mean, clearly not all of them are no. fleshed out or given full arcs, but everybody gets a moment. Yeah. And the Russos were very careful in uh, juggling all of that and in pairing up characters with the people that they would have best chemistry with yeah. in terms of like you know dividing the teams it's not a, it, it felt very thought out like all the different arcs that was happening well thought through yeah. yeah right like yeah. these guys were together because you know of certain things and mm-hmm. the chemistry that you know, was very apparent mm-hmm. no spoilers right yeah yeah did spoil anything yeah <laughs> No, but uh, like, uh, in the end, after having seen it twice, the first time I was a bit overwhelmed. Um, I think shell shock is the word. <laughs> yeah, yep, um, exactly. I, I couldn't feel, like really Same. fully process all the multitude of things that happened. But the second viewing did help a lot. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it went a lot smoother. It felt more cohesive the second time. Um, mm. This is one that is going to require multiple watches. Of course, Disney wants that because yeah, they have more yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's going to break box office records Definitely. anyway. Yep, um, yep. Whether it's going to catch The Force Awakens... Uh, we'll see, we'll see. It's a it's a fifty fifty on that one, but I mean the fact you come closer, I figure. I mean, coming close is a huge success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And same company, whatever lah. I know, no, the the champagne is ready anyway. Yeah. Um. So Avengers: Infinity War, like, who stood out to you, non-spoilery? Non-spoilery, I'll say Thor. Thor stood out to me. I mean, uh, okay, okay. The obvious one would be Thanos, lah. Yeah, of course. Thanos is the biggest standout in yeah. this film. I feel like I can say without spoilers that Thanos is your main character. Yeah, you yes. his I mean, we all know that Thanos is going to be yeah. play, playing a major role. Is he all he's cracked up to be after 10 years of his yes. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my second favourite is definitely Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I mean, Thanos for me is definitely a standout, right? We yeah. barely see him. He's had a total of like two lines. 
Mm. Last yeah. ten years, yeah, I think so. Right, and I think like the combined runtime of him on screen has barely been what two, three, three four minutes, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there was that lo- uh, back in the day when uh, Avengers and Loki was like kneeling in front of him or something like that. Uh, yeah, the one the throne. Scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that that was basically kind of it. That's it, right? Uh, but an excellent, outstanding performance by Josh Brolin. Mm. I have to say, voice acting was <laughs> the great. The mocap was. The mocap was brilliant. So great. Uh, it puts uh, Steppenwolf to shame. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. He definitely yeah. does. This uh, was at the level of the Lord of the Rings remember back in the day when they did Golem. Yes. Any Circus? Yeah. Any circus? yeah. All War for the Planet of the Apes. All War yeah, recently. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's definitely up there. Uh, the emoting that he does with his face. Fucking brilliant. It's great. Yeah. It's, great. Yeah. Like, it's a fascinating character study. I think this is definitely the first time we've seen Thanos live action right mm-hmm. on the big screen. And I do like for an extended period, for an extended period yeah, of time, yeah. and I really, really do like Brolin's interpretation of the character. Mm-hmm. I think it felt very true, even though they did divert a great deal from origin wise and, yeah. and and yeah. and story wise from that. I mean, uh, the comic but, origin is too convoluted anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and his reasoning for wanting to wipe out half the universe is admittedly a bit silly um, in the comics. Yeah, um, they grounded it a lot, uh, yeah. added a lot of pathos and gravity, yeah, uh, gravitas, gravitas to to what he. What, uh, to his motivations. Yes. Yeah. Um, I really felt for him in the same way that I felt for Killmonger in a sense yeah. that he's a zealot with good intentions just going about it the wrong way. Yeah. But he comes from... He was an extremist. La. Yes, yes. He yeah. com- but he comes from a place where uh, we all get where he's coming from. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a great something... I don't even think you need to look out for it because it's, it's mm. so stellar. Yeah. It is really, really that stellar. Um, the, the thing that stands out to me the most is the tonal juggling because um, mm. how, how would the Guardians of the Galaxy fit with uh, Wakanda and yeah. how would that fit with uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man's vibe yeah. or Iron Man's vibe or this, vibe. The, the seriousness of Captain America. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that like the tonal juggling worked really well. When it was Wakanda, it felt like Wakanda. When it was Guardians, they felt like Guardians. Guardians, correct. Um, all of it was just seamless in the sense that the Russo brothers put a lot of uh, care yeah. into presenting the characters as true to their original franchises as possible. Mm, that's true. So it's not something that James Gunn would be like, ah, Starlord wouldn't say that. Exactly. You know, uh, Starlord would say that. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, most of the Guardians lines were written by James Gunn. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, the, the humor is uh, you 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 notice it when you I mean, watch it. I felt that. Uh, I felt a lot of the humor from like the Guardians, especially, was very ablip. Mm. Like, it felt like there was a bit of improv going on. I mean, which was already apparent in the first two Guardians, really, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. He, so it felt like they continued that tradition. Mm. So that's why I felt the authenticity of the Guardians, Yeah. Even though they were the considered the newest kids, no, the Black Panther guys were the newest kids on the block. Black Panther, Doctor Strange were all new. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, Doctor Strange's uh, dynamic with uh, Tony Stark, I think the tension between them was um, the the best interplay for me la, in the movie. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but everyone else's interplay was really good. Mm. Um, from old characters who haven't met each other for a long time yeah. to new characters meeting each other for the first time, they're all fun, they're humorous, but at the same time, there is a sense of uh, desperation towards yeah. the end of the movie where uh, I've never felt in any of the Avengers movies before. Exactly, yes. right? uh, with Guardians or Avengers, whenever there's a big threat, whether it's Celestials or whether it's Ultron, yeah. um, there's always a levity to it. Uh, and uh, an assured sense that they will make it out okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but the further along Infinity War went on, the sense of desperation grew more and more palpable. Yeah. I, I felt breathless, la, like, how are they going to get out of this? How are they going to get out of this? It felt very desperate. It felt very... Uh, it was dark. It was necessarily it was dark. dark. Yeah. And but it wasn't DC dark or gritty. It was just... Mm. It's... It's an MCU dub. It was it's, heavy. It's it was heavy. heavy yeah, yeah. It was heavy. Uh, and one of the occasions where I felt that the Marvel humour was... Uh, uh, 
was sorely needed uh, to kind of break up the heaviness Which they did once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. Alright. Um the our non spoiler review, I guess we're gonna end with our ratings. Like how would you rate this? Uh for a movie that we've been waiting for you know, forever. I'll give it a out of five? Uh, yeah, sure. Out of five. I'll give it a four point five. Uh. Yeah. Um I'm I'm giving it a four out of five. It okay. is a, a top notch Marvel movie that um, sometimes feels like it can crumble under the weight of its overstuffing mm. yeah. uh, but it for the most part works uh, and that in itself in itself is something to applaud it's something la. miraculous yeah it's a 4 or 5 for me it's it still falls below I mean just my personal opinions I think Winter Soldier is the top still, still yeah uh, that's a 4.8 for me I still rank movies like Civil War and the First Guardians slightly, slightly above better, so, yeah. mm. uh, but this is a top 5 movie for yeah. sure I, I rank Black Panther above as well Oh yeah, definitely. Me yeah, too. so this is a top five movie yeah. for sure. This I feel is the same ranking for me as Thor Ragnarok. Mm. That level. Yeah. Okay. What about? Uh, well, um, I'll give it a I'll give it a four point five, and I think I largely agree what you guys have to say, but for me, I'm giving it such a high rating because not only is it a good movie, mm-hmm. right? Or even we we can say great movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's just the sheer juggling yeah, know, and right? the audacity of the idea itself yeah, that astounds me. You know, and it definitely a must watch. I'm I'm short of giving it full marks because I feel that yeah, some it, things that could be improved. Yeah, for sure. But how much can you actually exactly. do? Yeah. You know, when you're trying to tackle something like this, you know. But there there is no there is no perfect movie. I mm. guess it is it is a lot of movie, uh, and it's paced as well as it can be paced. Exactly. Like. I mean, it's a two hour forty minute movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't feel like a two hour forty minute. Movie. No, I mean from the onset, and we were talking about this mm-hmm. uh, about how it felt like an entire third act. Yeah, you know, from beginning to end. It's a two hour forty minute climax, you know. Yeah. Um, if from the second uh, we meet Thanos on Thorship, which is the very first scene, so yeah. we're not not giving it. That's not really a spoiler. I mean, Ragnarok yeah. already covered it. And plus, you kind of saw it on the in, trailers. Uh, on the trailers. Yeah. Um, from that very moment all the way to the end, right? It just felt like a gigantic third act. Mm. M- multitudes of third acts. It felt like four different movies were having a third act at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know. But somehow seamlessly still, you know, woven in quite well. It worked, it and worked. that's the thing that really, like, for all intents and purposes, it shouldn't. Yeah, um, yeah, major crossovers, even in comic books, so rarely work. Exactly. Yeah. If you've seen lately, like, especially lately, all like new Avengers, stuff, remember that shit? Uh, oh. Or even, you know, like, we talk about Infinity Gauntlet, which oh. was a, a wild idea. It, um, it, was, it was a good idea. Great idea, but not so brilliantly executed. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, this, I think learns on mistakes of the comic book crossovers. Right? Yeah, yeah. I thought that too. Um, for, for me, Marvel has always, um, it, the way it adapts comic book adaptations um, uh-huh. or the original storylines, it tends to improve upon it. Yeah. 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 Civil War was a great improvement. It was a, it has the moral complexity that yeah. the co- um, comic books never Couldn't had. Couldn't really, yeah. 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 Infinity, Infinity War had the sense of loss and desperation and gravity that Infinity Gauntlet didn't have. Didn't really yeah. capture, yeah. Sure. I yeah. agree. For sure. Yeah. And they did it in a, in a single movie in 2 hours and 40 minutes yeah, yeah. that's a fucking impressive feat yeah. yeah so it's it's 2 4.5 upon 5 and yeah. 1 4 or 5 so clearly we all in love we all love this movie, movie yeah. uh, so alright yeah, yeah we, we're gonna move on to the spoilery spoiler alert spoiler alert yeah uh, spoilers incoming in like 3 2 1 okay, okay. spoilers spoilers alright that fucking ending man <laughs> what the fuck yeah <laughs> Such a bold move. <laughs> Such an incredibly bold move. When, when uh, you read reviews that say this, this is the Empire Strikes Back of uh, the Marvel Universe, uh, you get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And we, it deserves that, 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 that uh, title. Uh. Yeah, and this time it's like, you know, it's not just someone getting their un- 
arm cut off or being frozen <laughs> overnight. They I fucking mean, disappear. Fifty fucking percent of the universe disappeared, including most of our, the next gen heroes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, all, almost all of the new, all of the phase, almost all the new gen guys are gone. People are gone. Black Panther gone. gone. They, had the, they had the most audible gasps in the cinema yeah. because you're such a commercial success. You see, exactly. Right? Uh, yeah. all, all the hype. Yeah. Um, Spider Man uh, had the most emotional, I think, of of the farewells when he was, yeah, uh, was just holding on to Tony. Yeah. Um. He had. He, Tom Holland plays uh, Little Boy Not Wanting to oh, Die very very well He did that in, in, in Homecoming as well When he yeah. was under the rubble If you oh, remember Oh man yeah. that, that brought a tear to my eye And he was saying like You know sir I don't want to go That yeah. kind of thing it, it's, it's brilliant man. Oh, And man. Yeah, all, all the pairings Towards the end uh, Rocket with Groot Rocket um, uh, Cap with Bucky All, all the major Rocket pairings. disappeared also right? No no Rocket was, hey, no, Rocket, Rocket had to watch Groot disappear Groot disappeared Yeah, disappeared. yeah. Um, What were the standout moment I mean the genuinely a hundred, a hundred like spine tingling mm-hmm. like pump okay. fist in the air moments okay, what, what for me la, for me was basically group, I, I already said it it's Thor and Re- a, a rocket right yeah right, when the they were in the ship when they were having the conversation half comedic half it was romantic. comedic and then slowly it got dark and it got yeah. sad emotional and then he cried yeah. Thor cried and I was like oh my god I'm gonna cry too yeah and so yeah when when, when I mean that moment when he realised that Thor lost everything mm. yeah like everything Yeah it's, it's those little moments In the middle of, of Such an action packed movie Where characters Have to consider What they have lost Including yeah. Thanos To be honest yeah. when, when Thanos loses Gamora yeah. and, and he has to reflect upon I mean he lost His home planet also His home planet Most of his children yeah. uh, He has to reflect On the toll Of his uh, Of his conviction yeah. Uh, yeah Yeah Exactly yeah. Um, So when he's trying To explain to Doctor Strange His backstory What the what today has extracted From him mm-hmm. um, You felt the sense Of gravitas too la. Right Similarly that you fought with Thor Or you fought with any of the other heroes Same, I agree um, I, I felt like Scarlet Witch and Vision Had a nice little arc there That yeah, included you know. A little love story thing Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was cute Okay For me, moments wise yeah. The opening couple of minutes is great Oh, because yeah, that too Whenever you bring in a being Who is more powerful than you can ever imagine And, and so many superhero stories struggle with this So, so much mm-hmm. enemy struggles with this mm-hmm. Is how do you establish the power scale. Yeah. Right? And immediately yeah. you see Thanos beating on Hulk. Yeah. yeah. You know. Overpowering him, playing with him. Playing with him. The first uh, yeah, the 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 this the little punch to the throat. Yeah. And like Hulk was fucking shocked. Exactly. <laughs> uh he followed that up by killing a literal god. Yeah. Uh, Loki, choking yeah. him out. Uh, uh in front of his brother. In front of his brother who's also a god. Yeah. You know. So uh, uh I really, really felt that was re- that was very, very important to set the tone for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they did it early. Yeah. Because a lot of the time you they you would wait for exposition first before you kind of established that. We had ten years of exposition though. That is true. Eighteen movies of exposition. Exactly. Yeah. I mean so, we we saw what uh how it can turn convoluted like Justice League when they were trying to explain. But Justice League like, never ever laid the groundwork. Yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. have that ground they, were, they were trying to reverse so they had to like franchise. they had to exposition 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 yeah. mother boxes and Stephen Wolf and yeah. and yeah all that crap right so the good thing is about Thanos is he didn't have that burden yeah. we already knew what he was going to be about mm. we see him beat up the Hulk mm-hmm. okay yeah. let's this, move on this is um, a true in the true sense of the word uh, a TV season finale yeah. um, being played out on the big screen yeah. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe for better or for worse has always played out like a TV show Yeah. and I think most of the cinema reviewers who maybe do not like the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. um, bristle at the fact that it's, it's run and it's structured like a, a television program uh-huh. um, the downside to Avengers Infinity War is right it doesn't work as a standalone film Ooh, no, definitely you, you not. just can't, can't there are a lot of reviewers who are you know professional film critics yeah. who watch this you know thinking it's going to be a film film 
it doesn't work as a film. It, yeah. it's, it's not a, a movie. It's, yeah. a, it's a climax. It's, a, it, it's it in no way or form like, yeah, you can't digest it without knowing, without having any foreknowledge. I mean, that's why... The resonance is gone. Yeah, yeah. but that's why uh, Marvel marketed as, you know, the 10 years thing. Like, you yeah. know, they have all the cast coming together. They have Their, their marketing has always been centered around you have to watch the previous movies to get what this mm. movie is going to be about. You can't come into a season finale having seen maybe two or three, two or three episodes, episodes of yeah. a show exactly. and expecting to, to get all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one is for the fans, this one is for the hardcores, the, one, the ones that have been there since day one. Yeah. Or have caught up. So there, there were some people that, uh, some of my friends who only watched like three Marvel films altogether, like yeah, yeah. maybe just Civil War, maybe just... Uh, uh, yeah, so or, if, or just purely the Avengers films. So if you fall in that bracket, you're probably not going to like it. Yeah, you might find uh, you'll be missing a lot of things, uh. mm. Yeah. Mm, Yes. Oh, the weight of the deaths, you know, Gamora's death. Yeah. Uh, like you Loki's don't care. Death. You wouldn't care. Yeah, I mean, Loki didn't need the big moment because he had already had all those big moments, and the relationship <laughs> with his brother had already been established. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they just recently reconciled uh, in yeah. Thor Ragnarok. But if you didn't watch the previous film, you have no idea what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Why should I care that Loki died? Right? Yeah, or Gamora. Who's Gamora? Who the fuck's Gamora? Yeah. yeah. Or why, why, why is Gamora? <laughs> why <night>? is Gamora? <laughs> uh, why is a purple guy beating a green guy? Yeah. 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 I, I have had some complaints also about the fact that the heroes made a ton of mistakes in this one. Uh-huh. And they, they almost heralded their own doom. Um, but they were all moral decisions yeah. or emotional decisions yeah. that were all very understandable. Yeah. The Doctor Strange and his time stone giving away his time stone. Uh, yeah. yeah, giving away the time stone or... Captain but that one I think is a bigger plan lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or Captain America refusing to sacrifice Vision because of course Captain America no, wouldn't sacrifice him. Yeah. Captain America. He it, he doesn't it, see Vision as an android. He's obviously making the tactically wrong decision. Yeah. Captain America will always make the morally right decision. That's why we love Captain America. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's it true. would have been our character if he if he like okay oh, yeah. yeah let's just kill Vision. Let's like, kill Vision. I mean that will solve so many things, but that's not the point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At which point? Did you start rooting for Thanos? After he killed Gamora. Mm. Weirdly enough, there was supposed to be the moment that like you were supposed to turn on him, right? But yeah. like him crying and his grief at, uh, yeah. at having to uh, sacrifice, sacrifice his daughter, his, daughter, yeah. his favorite daughter, the one that he legitimately loves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he saw his, uh, he saw like his vision, right? Yeah. Like his his goal at the end is okay. I need to do this because I need to save the universe. Salvation, yeah. Salvation of the entire universe. Uh, a culling. So I have... You know, so... The opposite of Captain America. Captain America, you know, saved vision. Yeah. yeah. He's, at, a, he's a humanist, the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the risk of the entire universe. Yeah. While Thanos is like, okay, I'm going to kill you. Mm. But that's because for the greater good. That kind of thing, mm. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Captain America has never believed in the greater good. He believes, he believes in good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. Okay, uh, that particular scene for me, right? That, <laughs> that one, that one the solitary tear... <laughs> Oh, okay. It's, yeah. Oh, but I mean, like, okay, like, we just had that discussion after yeah, watching yesterday. it, right? And about how, like, that scene is so great yeah. that it was unfortunate that Zoe did not nail her yeah, gloating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If she had nailed that gloating, it would have been great. Yeah. But just what happens after that, yeah. right? And, and the moment he turns around, that, that to me, was mind-blowing. Yeah. Because rarely do you have that kind of emotional resonance with something that's so... Obviously, CGI. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and like that, that was mind blowing for me. Uh, yeah. And at that point, in time, I was just like, oh man, okay, sure. Yeah. Have, I mean, have some sympathy now. <laughs> I mean, having seen uh, War for the Planet of the Apes and the prequels and stuff, like, I know what they can do with CGI and mocap, like, yeah. uh, with guys like any circus. Uh, but it's 
uncommon for superhero movies to have uh, CGI CGI characters be this expressive. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. coming off uh, Justice League, obviously, uh, we were all very disappointed by Stephen Wolf's uh, design and yeah. CGI. Remember that guy? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac, one of the best actors of our generation, just the fuck? hidden under like a ton of makeup. Yeah. yeah. Also purple. Also purple. Also purple, yeah. 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 But they didn't allow him to do his thing. Um, the Russo brothers allowed um, Brolin to do his thing. True. Yeah. Like, true mm. the scenery. Mm. So great, so great. Such yeah. great scenery chewing. Yeah. Uh, I just love the the delivery. You know, like despite everything that happens, despite all that he's lost. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Thanos seems resigned to his his destiny. Yeah. Yeah. He's resigned to his destiny and therefore will achieve it whatever the cost. Yeah. Like in the in the trailers when he's talking about uh dreaded run from it, destiny still arrives. It 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 sounds like a threat. But uh, when you watch the movie, it isn't a threat. It is a one. It is himself resigned to it. Yeah. It, it, it is his destiny and it is his sacrifice. Therefore, yeah. this guy is really one of the greatest Marvel villains. I think it, you have to say he is the, the greatest Marvel villain. The, I mean the MCU lah. In the MCU. In the MCU, no. I mean that's hands down. Hands because down. Yeah. Like in 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 com- comics canon, Thanos is a joke. He's yeah. a far one. He's a joke. He's powerful. And but the yeah, one but his greatest powerful. weakness is that he always fails at the last point. The last. Yeah, point. he sabotages himself, yeah. right? Yeah. But this, for once, right? The MCU has turned that on its head. And, and he gave him a happy ending. And gave him a happy ending. Yeah, he was when sitting, he was sitting out down the and looking at the sunset, what he wanted to do la, after he um, snapped his fingers. Thanos is the closest thing this movie has to a protagonist, which yeah. is the most surprising thing. Although, I mean, I did kind of predict it. La, yeah, but I mean, like, you predicted it to be a heist movie focused on Thanos getting the rings, uh, the, 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 the stones. stones. But at the same time, when it did happen, I was still surprised. I was yeah. like, wow, you guys did it. Yeah. It's not just like you guys did this movie, but you guys did it in this fashion. Yeah. And a fashion that actually makes sense because yeah. how else do you introduce all these characters other than Thanos encountering them as he's getting the stones? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Not bad. Uh, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Um I um other stuff that stands out to me, um Iron Man's armor, his nanotech, um, mm, really, really, really cool. Spider Man's nanotech armor also. The Iron Spider. Iron Spider suit. Uh, one of the best uses of the Iron Spider suit I've seen. Yeah. I, I prefer this color combination than the comics the original color. one. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, in, in the comics, Peter barely ha- wears it for like... Twice only. He wears, it, he wears it for one public appearance. Yeah, and then and one he, more time when he was fighting... I mean, when he defected. Defected, right? And then, like, that was kind of it. So, like, this is the first time we've actually seen the Iron Spider suit in action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, which is great. In a very different context, somehow. Yeah, um, Cap's blacked out, blacked out uniform. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really cool. His yeah. new Wakanda shield. Man, um, uh, his blacked out uniform reminded me of a bit of like you know US agent. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I do think like a bit of a like US a, agent like kind a, of thing. A, a reference to that. He's, he's yeah. meant to be either US agent or nomad, right? Yeah, like you know, not Captain America. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, for those wondering what happened to Hawkeye or Clint Martin and Scott Lang, um, uh, they house are arrest. house arrest. Yeah, clever. They were. Uh, it was kind of an explain away and throwaway line, but yeah. we will obviously see more of them in Avengers Four. Yep. I mean, there were going to be things that you have to throw away, la. Like the yeah. the, inf- the the invasion of Xander and all that. Yeah. The destruction of nowhere. All cannot. You know, no time. As, as we say in wrestling, like they've been dropped out of the pre-show. Yeah. Like before the movie even started, they they already were like, hey, uh, we destroyed that place. We got this stone. Yeah. I'm curious to know whether or not those things were shot and had be left on the cutting room floor. I mean, it comes out in the extras that we do. Knowing the Russos, mm. right? This movie is originally supposed to be a lot longer. I mean, and I can understand why. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I'm curious to see whether that will come out with the DVD. But both films have been filmed already, right? Yeah. Both have been. Avengers Four is done. Yeah. Uh, Russos are saying Avengers Four is going to be a lot longer than this. It might be the first three-hour movie. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Avengers 4 is the true culmination of uh, the MCU of Phase 3. Yeah. Um, this is more like an episode 9 of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, and episode 10 will be... This is like the Battle of the Bastards kind of. Yeah, yeah and, and we don't even know what the title of uh, Avengers 4 is. Yeah. They are, they're keeping it very tight-lipped. Um, they have they are going to skip Comic-Con uh, this year and next year. What? Uh, because oh, they, don't, they don't want to announce any future titles. Because clever, clever, clever. it's going to give away stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if they announce Spider-Man 2, if they announce um, Black Panther 2, for example... Then that does mean nothing, lah. Yeah. So I mean, clearly we all know there is going to be a Black Panther two and a Spider Man two. Oh, definitely. But just the fact that they are playing it close to the vest means that they don't want to give too much away, and yeah. they want to have a level of suspense, lah. Yeah. And so therefore, it increases the the magnitude. the rights, lah. Uh, the rights, the yeah, the magnitude of Avengers fall. Uh, of of the loss, of the sacrifice. Yeah, of the sacrifice. Um, yeah. if you notice towards the end, only the first gen Avengers survive. Most uh, of the, the, the mine, I mean, the prevailing theory, at least mine, is is that the first gen Avengers will have to sacrifice themselves, themselves. to bring the next gen Avengers. It's a, a passing of the torch kind of sacrifice yep. in the next movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. Uh, we'll see the follow up to this uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yep. Uh, and then of of course in the post credit scene, uh, Cap- Nick Fury calls Captain Marvel before his departure. Yeah. Yeah. Intergalactic pager. Yeah. Yeah. Because nineties, ma. 90s <laughs> but 90s got no colour pages bro yeah, but, yeah. but I guess maybe she'll got colour pages yeah lah yeah. yeah. intergalactic yeah, they, they, they have advanced uh. let's make a colour pager yeah. Uh, yeah I'm really excited I'm really excited for Captain Marvel actually mm. I think again it's going to be one of those things mm-hmm. uh, Feige has said she's going to be the most powerful character they've ever had in the MCU yeah uh, at least on the hero side uh. yeah on the hero side uh, it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating because every time you it's a cosmic hero. Yeah, yeah, every time we in- introduce like an Omega level or like a cosmic level character, right? It's always problematic. I just realized that Captain Marvel is the one that put Iron Man in the coma. Oh, yeah. In, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the comic. Last couple of things I want to mention. Um, this is Peter Dinklage's biggest role to date, literally. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We'll uh, leave it at that. Uh, keep an eye yeah, on that. Yeah, we, we're looking forward to a, a, a lot, obviously. Uh, Captain yeah. Marvel is going to be great. The last thing I want to mention is, and this is a small nitpick because yeah. I love the movie, but the end there when uh, Nick Fury caught Captain Marvel, it really felt like a slap in the face to the, uh, the MCU TV division. Yeah. Um, it really felt like, fuck you Coulson, fuck you Daisy, I don't, I don't even care. He got no time, you see. He got no time, like, got maybe, no time. Yeah, maybe he can just send like one message. Yeah. Let's call the most powerful one. Yeah, the most powerful one. La. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, even though we love agents and we love those guys, yeah. Captain Marvel, man. They are, uh, they are a bit outmatched <laughs> la, in this yeah. one. La. Uh, and I'll, I'll give it to them I'll give yeah. it to them alright um, unless you guys have anything else about no, I think we love the movie I, I think you need to watch it mm-hmm. to kind of understand what the hell we're talking uh, about I, I think that you need to watch it more than once mm-hmm. yeah uh, and you need time you need time to mull over it I'm not sure if we've actually had enough time to mull over it no man uh, yeah. it's gonna need at least one more rewatch for me yeah. Same, a couple yeah. more rewatch for Aisa and yeah. stuff. I need one more I'm on two also with you oh man uh, I, I'm probably gonna rewatch it more than twice yeah this is so much to digest. I mean, it is 10 years, you know, so... Uh, I don't know. We we might still be talking a bit about this, like, yeah. <laughs> next month. So, we'll see. We'll it's it's going to be a long a long one-year wait for Avengers 4. Yeah. Let's just say that. Um, we're going to move on to a really, really innovative um, horror movie. Uh, oh, oh, called wow. The Quiet Place. Oh, I love this. Yeah, um, yeah. Directed, co-written, and starring John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Um, a Quiet Place is like such a simple yet expertly constructed exercise in tension building. Mm. Yeah. Um, to me, like um, sound design always plays a crucial role in horror. Yeah. But this movie's use of silence to evoke discomfort Oof. and to accentuate like you know a nervous alertness yeah. is it, like a whole other level. Uh. It's kind of to me like it's like a mix of like Buffy's silent episode, Hush. 
Yeah. Uh, and a comic Mukafi like post apocalypse mixed with like the creatures from Tremor or the descent in a sense yes. that they have like you know the one missing sense, but their other senses are elevated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, the, like long stretches of this movie were just dead silent to the point where every minute sound like plastic rustling, a straw going to a drink, the guy next to me breathing. Yeah. yeah, it felt so loud and distracting la. Um, it was just the silence it drew your attention completely into, uh, the movie la. Like, I mean, like, for example, you know, when the lantern was hit over the by the kids playing Monopoly, yeah, yeah. it felt like a bomb going off. You it know? did. Um, yeah, I, I adored A Quiet Place. What, did you guys uh, love it as much as I did? Yes, oh, my God. Oh, uh, John Krasinski was on four main... Yeah. Emily oh. Blunt also. Emily Blunt. Actually, the four of them. Actually, all four of them were good. The kids did great, but I have to say, I loved Emily Blunt's performance. Me too. Her physicality is yeah. outstanding. It's really insane. I think her playing this pregnant woman, you know... Mm. In that desperate, like you feel her desperation, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. In particular, one sequence I wanted to highlight was um, the sequence when she stepped on the nail. Oh, oh I'm just about to say uh, that. Yeah. Leading up to her water breaking and then oh. having to hide from the creatures and then giving birth in a bathtub. Just this compounding sequence of events. And just nice as the fireworks go off, then she screams. Yes, oh. um, that. I've never seen a compounding sequence of events in a recent horror movie that uh, ratcheted up the tension so much. Right? Yeah. Didn't your heart just palpitate a bit harder and faster? Oh gosh, yeah. And Emily Blunt's physicality in that. Like, yeah. I've seen a lot of birthing sequences in films. I've yeah. never felt the pain that much. Like. Yeah. I mean, like, not, none of us will ever know what it's like to give birth, like, but I felt it. Like. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it's never gonna happen, bro. It's not Junior. <laughs> No, you can put on those things, though, the oh, simulation okay. thing. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. 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 Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, let's not do that, lah. Yeah. Uh, do, do you guys have, like, any other thoughts about Acquired Place? Uh, I like all the arcs the characters took, like, yeah. from the kids. Great, great you know, uh, character development. Yeah. Uh, they start They start out with the sticks with very no regularly. dialogue. With barely any dialogue. Yeah. Right? Um, excellent acting by the kids, especially, I felt. Like, even though you were annoyed with them, they were like, oh, these guys are good. Mm. And plus, she's a real deaf actress, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, that, that again, representation. Yeah, yeah. that's a win for representation. But she did she exceptionally well. Mm. You were annoyed at her, but you kind of loved her performance. Um, at, at the same time, so both kids had understandable motivations. Yeah. Uh, even though I mean, teenagers in movies and pop culture in general are just meant to be annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but at, at least, we, at least we kind of got where they were coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, it worked. I mean, you could except for the first kid that died, like, in the beginning, lah. That's like, he, he, that's. That's his fault. He totally had it coming. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah John, John Krasinski had that look like, oh, if your mother wasn't here, I would even chase after you. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking boy. Um, yeah. Oh, well, if you haven't watched the movie yet, uh, there is a kind of like a Dewey's Ex Machina thing. Yeah. Uh, which is something that I wanted, uh, I kind of want to talk about. The, uh, oh, the hearing aid thing. The hearing aid. I was a little annoyed with that mm-hmm. because I thought it was way too convenient yeah but I think they also recognised that it was way too convenient yeah but that's so why it was they made conveniently it... there and then it was conveniently not yeah and then that became like the entire thing yeah like and how I she think... didn't realise that it was her that was causing it like. exactly mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that okay I mean like if if you recognise that it is the duo sex machina right and you lean into that in the way that they did yeah I, I had to give it to them in the end yeah. in even the end. though at the beginning I was quite annoyed by its appearance okay. yeah yeah, yeah. 
I mean, like, I, I guess in conclusion, like, I really admire the continuous ominous dread maintained with minimalism. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is really great. Um, the I mean, acting is terrific. Set pieces are masterful. Creature design is really, oh, really awesome. On form, though. Its internal logic makes sense. You know, it the does. family walks on, on sand and other variations. Yeah. Of and they kept to it throughout the entire movie. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And it never broke. And even the family drama aspect of it is quite painfully affecting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess A Quiet Place to me succeeds on nearly every level. And I, I, mean, I loved it. Yeah. And John Krasinski is the director really steady hands like really mm. um, captures really really good uh, classically constructed right? horror yes. yeah, yes. yeah. for a guy who didn't like horror before this yeah yeah. yeah but I think people who are exactly scared can make ho- better horror movies yeah because they know what they know what can trigger you I mean he did do ton of research la, yeah. before the film yeah. then, but don't you keep expecting to see John Skizinski just look at the camera <laughs> yeah, <I mean>. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, office uh, quiet place mashups on the internet. <laughs> it would be uh, funny, yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think to me, right, it's not because there was that one episode where they were playing the yes, quiet game. Quiet yeah. game. <laughs> um, to me, like Sorry. it's it's not yeah. quite as good as the other. Just shut up and keep quiet. Movie, don't breathe. But oh, it's, it's damn close. It's close. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Don't. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel that I it's prefer. Quiet Place and Don't Breathe mm. I love Don't Breathe yeah. I mean first of all Stephen Lang is a fucking phenomenal actor in that mm-hmm. oh man he's so scared oh Jesus Christ you were f- a blind guy you were scared of this blind guy yeah yeah man oh. outstanding um, how would you read yeah. that Quiet Place 4.5 4.5 like, 4.5 wow. like quite easily yes. I would give it I would give it that score just based on the sound design well. oh yeah, yeah brilliant <laughs> Yeah. Or the lack of sound design. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> no, silence. Silence, yeah, silence is sound a sound design. design. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Silence has to be constructed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, uh, true, true. I'm, I'm going up to a 4.5. This is the opposite of 15 people. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. give you a 4.25. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all... In that range, right? Like, in that range, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but oh, it's a highly recommend. Highly recommend. Ooh, high, highly, yeah. highly recommend. Uh, watch it with a respectful audience. Try yeah, it. yeah. I mean, it's quite hard. If you want, you go in the morning. Yeah. Watch it in the morning when no one is there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, very few times we have to, like, instruct audiences to, like, uh, for timing so as to watch movies. But <laughs> I think this is quite important. Yeah, yeah. this is. Yeah. Uh, try and watch it on your own. Yeah. But please do watch it in the cinema. Yeah. It's really, really important that you do. Yeah. Because only in the cinema can you get this kind of like that silence. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, and now we're gonna move what on to um, this is a bit weird like, because I think since the first episode of general equality we've kind of accidentally mentioned Atlanta nearly every episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you can tell like, accidentally of, on purpose. On pur- yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, you can kind of tell we're just like dying to talk about Atlanta. Yeah, and we can. And we can we because they the recently delivered one of the best episodes in the show history. Yes. It's a horror episode called Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins. Uh, what an incredible oh, episode of television this my was. God. Um, Donald Glover's script was like mesmerizing and his transformative mesmerizing performance yep. as the title character was incredible. Um, Hero Murai's direction definitely used the horror movie tropes in service of a riff on the lives of you know um, yeah. black artists like Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder and other, other black musical icons of course yeah. who have suffered great personal loss on the way to recording some of the greatest songs to have been written. Yep. Um, that is actually the crucial thematic question of this yeah. particular horror set piece la, whether the songs were only possible because of those losses yeah. um, you know like Get Out was kind of released a few months after Atlanta season 1 ended, ended yeah. but I can't help but feel like it might have inspired this inspired, particular yes, episode definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean first of all FX this I mean we wa- I mean, we watch it without commercials anyway oh yeah I mean stuff like Legion right? for the Americans but yeah. FX like purposely made this a commercial free episode uh, I didn't give you relief from the tension yeah yeah. and then it was a 41 minute runtime. yeah and like that's really you know like do like, double 
double whammy like okay this is going to be special right yeah and when you watch it you're like huh Donald Glover you fucking damn. fantastic motherfucker god damn this is Donald Glover trying to do his own version of a nightmarish tale starring <laughs> Keith Stanfield yeah. who wanders into a palatial home where black men are turning white <laughs> Um, there's even a moment where Darius is stunned by an uh, unexpected camera flash. Yeah. Um, although the result is quite different from Get Out. Yeah. Um, Stanfield is amazing as Darius. Uh, yeah. It's the, he's weird, but he encounters someone, someone even weirder. Even weirder than him. Um, and then he becomes like a bit normal already. Yeah, yeah. It's admittedly like... Uh, I, okay, like the, in, in broad strokes, it's similar to Get Out. But thematically, yeah. it's, it's very different. Uh. It is. Um, the, make, the makeup... I mean, there was a comedic element... Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, not, uh, I mean, even Get Out also had lah, but yeah, but Atlanta is more of a comedy. Yeah, uh, but dark comedy lah. But sometimes this particular episode, the comedy kind of took a side seat, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I kept expecting for the other shoe to drop. Like, when can I laugh? When yeah. can I laugh? Couldn't and then, right? And then it get it kept getting darker and darker and darker to its very like tragic conclusion. Yeah. Uh, did you manage to catch this, Isa? Oh no, I'm not caught up with. Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, but uh, this Sorry, I'm spoiling it for you. It's going to be the, 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 okay. highlight, okay. the okay. highlight of the season, yeah. for sure. Um, the makeup job of Donald Glover is obviously meant to evoke uh, Michael Jackson. You yeah. know, with the talk of Teddy's reclusive brother, Benny Hope, suffering from mm-hmm. a skin condition. It kind of recalls Jackson's unconvincing attempts to insist that his transformed appearance was vitally go, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus his own story of an abusive father, yeah. you know, whipping, him, whipping his talent into shape. Yeah. Uh, it's oddly reminiscent. Uh, but I think, me personally, I... A lot of people have been pointing out the Michael Jackson reference, yeah. but for me, it's more of a Stevie Wonder reference. Oh, uh, because he he's it's more representative of him lah. Um, much like Stevie Wonder, Benny Hope it has a name very similar to Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, yeah. Uh, it's it's a combination of both, but like how I can tell, it's more of a Stevie Wonder um, allegory. Is that the beginning song and the ending song yeah. were Stevie Wonder songs? Ah, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually like. I I uh, one of the scenes that really freaked me out was the ostrich, egg the scene. ostrich eating egg scene. Yeah, oh, what damn. the fuck was that? Yeah, I mean okay lah. It added to the whole yeah. But Teddy Perkins, oh man, everything was brilliant about this episode. I don't know how to, I don't know how to really review this episode except it, it, that you hard. have to watch it. I mean, the the only thing I can say is that this is okay. This episode of Atlanta is horrifying. Yeah, but it is the happiest I've ever seen watching Atlanta just because I am so. Impressed by how artistic Donald Glover right? is, you know, me too. like how the show can be so hypnotic, so confident, and it's, so surprising. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 standard is very high and very versatile, even by Atlanta standards. Yeah. Atlanta is known for doing very offbeat episodes. Yeah. Uh, but even I didn't think that they could have done something like this. Oh man, it was a fantastic thing. God damn right. Yeah. I mean, just watch it lah. Like everything, the acting was great, mm-hmm. the tension building was great, mm-hmm. the fucking scenes just. Everything just like fit la. Yeah. I don't know how to explain. Just so you have to watch it. Yeah. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Okay. Robin season is be- is going great. It's been killing it, right? It's been I mean not it. that season one is bad or anything, but like no. this is taking it up to yeah. a whole new level. Yeah, exactly. Um FX in general, if you're not watching Legion as well, you should. We'll you should. be covering yeah. that at the end. At the end. Mm-hmm. Uh but from now we're gonna move on to a couple of CW shows that have hey. had their finale. Um, the first one is A Tale of Two Halves uh-huh. uh, Black Lightning Black Lightning Black Lightning mm-hmm. um, l- Let me kick it off by what I liked in the beginning okay. And then yeah. you both who have dropped out Can talk about why you dropped out Okay Alright Black Lightning came out hot It yes. was it was literally one of the best pilots I've seen this year I mean yes. I, I was hyped for it after watching the pilot um, in, I think it's the best pilot of any of the CW Definitely shows. I mean you had uh, very relevant social issues mm-hmm. being uh, represented yeah. uh, I mean you had 
a great uh, main character. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Right with with a great uh, backstory. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a, to me, it felt like a little bit like Luke Cage, by the way, of Blackish. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, like showrunner Salim Akil, his extraordinary vision of like the superhero show that's socially Centered conscious around a family, family, but yeah. also socially conscious, yeah. politically relevant, and makes yeah. no apologies for the depiction of African American experience. Yes. Uh, it was it was pretty refreshing at first. Um, Supergirl it is also deals with a lot of political allegory mm-hmm. but there are no allegories here yeah, it's, no. It's, 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 it's like clear cut it's, it's direct like, this is what yeah. black people face every day, every day yeah. uh, Black Lightning's mature take in the beginning uh, on police discrimination and gang violence yep. um, two different groups intent on destroying black youth in very different ways yeah. you know? was, to me it was very powerful and always it, it, it added me, to the adversarial it elevated the show yeah, beyond it, it, the it, other CW shows yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Black Lightning felt essential at first the maturity of the show was so different especially the pilot yeah. um, as the show went on it showed glimpses of genius here and there um, the storyline of the government secretly dosing the black community with chemicals to make them docile mm. was exceptionally powerful yes. and very potent mm-hmm. um, the show is, is just chock full of smart and powerful ideas but where it fails is in the execution of those ideas yes the costumes, the fights, the dialogue, the character dynamics all felt cheesy and poorly thought through. Um, it felt you, very CW. Do you, you guys agree with me as yeah. the show went on? It did. I mean, uh, like I felt... Okay, the only issue we, is why we feel this way, right, is because we can compare it to, you know, the Marvel TV uh, superhero shows, uh, right? From Agents to Luke Cage, to, Luke Cage you know, to the Netflix guys, uh, right? Yeah. And how their character design and how they tackle gritty... Uh, socially uh, awakening topics, right? Yeah, or like Punisher and Jessica Jones. Yeah, so, yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Where and and that kind of tonal yeah. difference and yeah. and yeah like, So Black Lightning it started well, mm. but then it became this this very weird middling ground. Yeah, where it could never commit to being a CW show. Yeah, or whether it was whether it wanted be... to go gritty. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't get the balance right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it felt off la, for me. And mentally, the first season of Legends of Tomorrow was quite terrible as well. Same. And it yeah. ended up being my favorite show, so yeah. I'm going to so give it yeah, a yeah. chance. Uh, I, I mean, I would definitely catch Black Lightning when I got more time. La. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have, I have, as the show went on, I had issues with a lot of the acting, especially from the daughters. Um, does Isa feel the same way? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think it's not just the daughters themselves. I'm just tired of the acting. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I really, really am. Uh, some of the lines are getting like a bit, a bit uh, cheesy. Okay, with, with, for something that started off so great, mm. right, it got really bad really fast. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. Right? And uh, I don't have time for that. Yeah, man. I Same. really, really don't have time for that. Yeah, so I agree. So I will hop back on the bandwagon, right, if it picks up again. Yeah. You know, I, li- I, I, I so like... So you wait for his day to watch lah. I, I <laughs> like what they're doing. I like the way that, it, that I envision it going okay. yeah. but right now execution is poor in my opinion and I really don't have time for that exactly um, before we move on just a fun fact yeah. the show taking over Black Lightning yeah. is the 100 oh. no wow <laughs> right uh, I saw that like, the morning, like uh, Black Lightning season series finale, uh, season, season finale, finale next week the 100 like, oh my god the, the 100 won uh. yeah the 100 won <laughs> I lost to the hundred. It lost his time slot. Oh uh, That's fucking hilarious. Uh, I I don't know whether they did it on purpose, but it's really funny. But it's not they lost the time slot. Like it's just they're changing. No, no, no I right? mean changing like, yeah. like obviously Savio is a long running show called the one hundred. Yeah, the 100. It's been there from way before Black Lightning. Like five seasons. It just so happens that uh, the major gang in Black Lightning is called the one hundred. The one hundred. So yeah, yeah. 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 I, I just thought it was really funny. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> 
Uh, moving on to a show I wholeheartedly love. It's this is the only show this month I think I'm giving a ten out of ten. Which is fucking Legends of Tomorrow, man. Ah, I haven't caught it yet. Right. Um, what rec- happened? Recently, DC's Legends of Tomorrow got some viral buzz just with the concept of a giant telepathic gorilla trying to murder a young Barack Obama. Yeah. It was the kind of bonkers setup and undeniable hook that would have felt perfectly at home in a Silver Age comic book. Yeah. Um, and that's ex- exactly the kind of aesthetic that Legends of Tomorrow has been pulling off for three seasons now. Yeah. Um, for the people who have kept up with what is easily the most consistently entertaining show on the CW's entire superhero stable, mm-hmm. this was just another episode. And it wasn't even the craziest thing in that episode. Yeah. The episode's nattiest stunt was the Legends recruiting actor John Noble mm. by going to the 1999 set of Lord of the Rings yeah. so that he can impersonate the voice of the demon Lord Malice, uh-huh. who is also voiced by him in the show. In the show, yeah. Uh, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and it was because the Legends were watching a DVD of Lord of the Rings and they realised that he sounds exactly like Malice. <laughs> They just happen to be doing that. And that's, that's just one episode of the show. I know. The Barack Obama thing was like the third, the C story. Oh, man. Um, it, it, if all that sounds ridiculous, it's because it is. La, and that's what makes Legends so delightfully watchable. Yeah. Um, the show recognizes that it's silly and it embraces that fact. Uh-huh. Uh, giving the writing a confidence that you sometimes don't see on the Arrow or the Flash. Yeah. Where they kind of have to have some broodiness yeah. or melancholy here and there. Yeah. Legends knows what it is la, and it, it embraces that. Yeah. Um, the MV- this, this is what I mean also la, When yeah. the show embraces What it's supposed to be Exactly yeah. But it takes a while To yeah. put of, even, of even Legends, Legends had a shitty First season yeah. um, The undisputed MVP of Legends Is Katie Lotz Who plays Sarah Lenz uh-huh. uh, oh, she, She's amazing uh, she, This is the type of the show That has her drop A fun quip At the start of Every adventure Like mm-hmm. for example This week We are on Obamacare and, wow. and the other characters will comment on whether that quip was suitably empowering. That's the kind of show that it is. <laughs> uh, the sort of lightheartedness makes the stories feel more grounded and the characters more human. Conversely, the heavy brooding on the that other was show... was such a weird line, but okay. It is, it is. Because yeah. like it's relatable because you would joke at, at yeah, things yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. It's a way of what it is. Conversely, the brooding on the other shows makes it hard to take them seriously. Because you're so it's, cheesy. A, it's a CW cheesy show. Yeah. Why are you acting like this is Infinity War? <laughs> exactly. The stakes are, the stakes are different. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's bonkers and it's breezy. Um, they have episodes about um, saving Helen of Troy yeah. from exploitative Hollywood executives uh-huh. by sending her to Mascara to train in Wonder Woman. Uh, they have an episode where they help Elvis Presley fight poltergeists with a magic guitar. Makes sense. Uh, they fought occultists in Victorian England with the 90s R&B classic Return of the Mac as the soundtrack. Makes sense. Mm. Uh, they stopped Vikings from pushing an adorable Tickle Me album. Oh, I, I watched that episode. Uh, Stuff toy called Bebo. Bebo! In fact, Bebo appeared a lot this season, especially what? in the season finale. when uh, Bebo the, became the world religion, right? Uh, no, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow, they conjured a Voltron version of Bebo to fight the giant Lord uh, Malus ah. in a Voltron fight. But it was this giant like teddy bear fighting an actual demon lord. Bebo. That makes so much sense. And, and this was after they had a high noon showdown in the Old West with Jonah Hex against Julius Caesar's Roman Legion and Blackbeard's Pirate Gang. What the it's, fuck? It's, it's that kind of show. Uh. It's, it's a bit like Doctor Who, you know, staying light as often as possible but not backing down when things get dark. Mm. Uh, because, you know, if you've seen the... When people die. When peop- um, specifically when Stein died. When Stein uh, died. It was quite an emotional moment Ooh, that, that was, that was, that was a, a bit undercut episode. by Jax's bad acting. Yeah. Yeah, he had an ugly cry face. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. It wasn't a good ugly cry too. Yeah. yeah. Um, this show was recently renewed 
uh, for a fourth season, bringing the beloved DC Comics anti-hero and NBC castaway John Constantine into the fold full time. Yeah, he's gonna join uh, Wally West Flash, who also has joined the show full time. Thank God. Um, oh. So it's kind of picking picking up all these like serious characters from all the other shows and making them a main character. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Great. Which is great because yeah. both of them deserve to have a show. Yeah, um, the se- the extended season is wrapped up. It should be on Netflix soon, or it's on Netflix now. So please catch up if you can. It's easily on CW's DC's best show. Yes. Okay. And uh, speaking of John Constantine, John Constantine recently had a, a short animated, animated series, series? Uh, over on CW- CWC. It's an online series. Yeah. Um, Hadi and myself have caught it. Maybe Hadi can uh, break it down a little bit. Uh, we don't spend so much time on this. Just that. Yeah. Uh, in es- it keeps to the essence of the comics. I feel. Mm. Uh, John Constantine plays perfectly. Yeah, Matt, right? Matt Ryan is a great John Constantine. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, altogether, I like the the very simple storyline. You know, saving demon, I'm saving girl from demon, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, animation, great. Yeah. Right. Um, easy to watch. Easy to it's watch. Short. It's like six minutes. Every episode. episode is about six to seven minutes. Yeah. Um, five episodes have added so far. Yeah. There will be seven more later this year. Later this year yeah. Uh, I think all together, all put together, is probably gonna be a forty. 45 minute thing so it's probably like just one episode one episode like, yeah. yeah just broken up like. which is fine yeah I don't mind uh, I, I thought it was great yeah yeah um, I think now we're gonna okay, we recommend I'll recommend this? it yeah I'll recommend this as well cause it doesn't take much of your time yeah and it's fun yeah, yeah. watch it since we're on animated let's move on to uh, the return of ISIS anime corner yay so every quarter what are we talking what are we talking what are we talking Okay, so today I think what we're going to focus on is uh, everyone's on Netflix pretty much, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the excellent curation of anime that's currently on Netflix. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we recently posted something on our Facebook page. It mm-hmm. was an article by Uprocks telling you for the like the 10 best anime to watch on Netflix right like now. Like this, this spring. Yeah. Uh, this coming, yeah. Uh, so I, I went through that list uh, uh, because I was going to talk about it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I kind of realized that uh, a lot of the anime that's on that list which is a great list, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you should definitely check it out on our Facebook page. Um, is uh, has to do with a lot of old classics, mm. right? Uh, but there's a ton of stuff that um, Netflix has been snapping up, and they've got these deals with um, uh, animation studios in Japan where they bring it straight to that, that have been really, really good, or at least some more recent animes that I would like to recommend. So uh, I'm not going to go too much in depth, but okay. safe to say... Uh, any kind of story that you kind of want, right? Uh, Netflix has yes. one of the best anime for that right now. Okay. Right. So uh, let's start. Give me off. a list. Yes. <laughs> Where the list? The morning, sir. <laughs> okay. Yes. So uh, just because um, the their respective third seasons have just come in, uh-huh. I'm gonna highly the top of my list is gonna be My Hero Academia. Ooh, Ooh shit! We right. all love My Hero. Academia. We um, love it. We've been we've talked about, we talked about this in our very first episode, mm-hmm. right? In the very first anime corner. Yes. Um, now just starting to the third season, which has been fantastic so far. Four episodes in, one yeah. of the best uh, recap episodes I've ever seen in all of. If television. you have not yeah. seen season one or two episodes, just watch one, season three. Recaps episode one. it quite brilliantly. All the yeah. character dynamics, all the rivalries, who hates who, who loves who. While having a swimming tournament. Yeah, while having a swimming tournament. <laughs> Which is insane yeah. Which is totally mind-blowing Given the sheer number of characters That they have to cover yeah. There's like 20 characters In the main class 
in the main class. And all that have been quite reasonably developed. Yeah. 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 And and they had to cover four arcs yeah. in yeah. the span of twenty minutes, which is mind blowing. Mind blowing. I mean, obviously Deku and Almighty's arc, but at the same time, um, Bakugo has become almost a secondary protagonist. Although yeah. you kind of hate him. Yeah. Uh, Todoroki is also really, Todoroki. really. Uh, Todoroki and Bakugo are the two main ones that you follow. Yeah. 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 And uh, apart from Deku, William, the the pervy little kid, was the main guy. Yeah. In yeah. the first episode. Oh, yeah. Great shot. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I really, really recommend that. Also, if you um have not, you're not into anime and have been thinking about a way to get in, uh, My Hero Academia gets a stamp of approval from all three of us. Yes, uh, and it is on Netflix. Both season one and two are on Netflix yeah, right now. That's true. And uh, it's it's an easy watch. It's it easy is. to get in, and it's very easy to to enjoy yourself with that. It's fast paced. Uh, it's not like Attack on Titan or anything. It's oh very yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Attack on Titan later. <laughs> oh okay. I, I, Stop um, watching that though. Yeah. yeah. Food Wars, or otherwise known as Shokugeki no Soma, also yeah. recently just went into their third season. Okay. Or, oh, well, technically it's a continuation of, of, of the previous. Of, the pre- uh, of season three. Yeah. Uh, it's also on Netflix. Apparently, for a long while, they only had the Chinese dub for it, which was really strange. Uh-huh. Please, don't, please don't watch dubs, guys. Ooh, okay. <laughs> just yeah, generally. Yeah. Right, uh, so it's um, if any of you have watched uh, Cooking Master Boy or any kind of like cooking shows that the Japanese have done anime wise, right, you're gonna love this. Uh, it has just the right amount of cheek, just the right amount of like ridiculousness when it comes to that. So basically, you have um, cooking school students who have to fight each other on a grand scale. Think, mm. um, not MasterChef, uh, MasterChef Junior, not even MasterChef Junior. What's the Japanese one where he buys Iron Chef. Iron Chef, yes. Right. Exactly. So it's basically like Iron Chef every other episode, which uh, is which is pretty phenomenal. Okay. Uh, some of the no most... classics, yeah. Yeah. Some of the most tantalizing animated food I've ever seen. Okay. Right? Uh, it never fails to make me hungry. Oh, I uh, love that. And apparently, oh, I, uh, we found a blog of uh, a guy who's been trying to recreate every dish oh, that's from nice. all the episodes, which is pretty interesting as well. Okay. So I highly recommend that. <clears throat> yeah, um, maybe I can like jump in a little bit. And yeah, go ahead. Tamba, tamba. Tamba. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Batman Ninja recently came out. <laughs> I just watched the first time. Uh, uh, Batman Ninja is... Oh, I'm just going to lay out a premise. Uh, while battling Gorilla Grodd in Gotham City, Batman is caught in Grodd's quick engine time displacement machine yeah. and is sent to feudal Japan along with the rest of Arkham Asylum. Edo period, right? Uh, but because Batman enters the portal slightly later, just a couple minutes, he arrives a few years after the villains have already taken control of 16th century Japan. Uh, each of them coming out a territory for themselves. Yeah. Um, now, is it as cool as the trainers make it out to be? That's like a brilliant premise, by the way. It is, it is. Right? The, the, the anime starts hot. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Um, is it as cool as the trailers make it look? Yes, it is. It's okay. wholeheartedly motherfucking red. La. Okay. Here are the pros. It has absolutely stunning character designs by Afro Samurai creator Takashi Okazaki. Yes. There's that manga vibe. Manga vibes offering yeah. completely unique takes on uh, Batman characters and villains mm-hmm. uh, and their mythos. Its action sequences are frenetic, breathless, and stunningly stylized, like beyond compare. It's Ooh, pretty, very cool. Okay. Now here comes the con. It's incoherently messy. Yeah. It's unbelievably <laughs> silly and not in a legend's way. Yeah. Just really stupid. Yeah. Uh, midway through, it gets so fucking weird. Uh-huh. And it just barrels from scene to scene in nonsense fashion. Uh-huh. That I couldn't wait for it to end. But at the same time, if you turn off your brain and just enjoy the gorgeous visuals, you uh-huh. can you can kind of dig it lah. Okay, I, I'm definitely I, watching this. I'd advise you to turn your brain on and just soak in the amazing art. 
Because although it's indeed silly, it's goddamn spectacular. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just watched the first five minutes before we started this podcast and I was like, yeah, this is quite amazing. It's a six out of five, so it's soft recommend. Soft recommend. Mm, yeah. Okay, got it. If, if you love, like, great animation and great sound design yeah. and great soundtrack, like, it's worth watching for those things alone. But if you're in for, like, a story, then no. Other than the premise, like, it's pretty rubbish. It's literally yeah. on the screen right now. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, Hardy was watching it. Yeah, Hardy was watching it. Uh, anything else from... Oh, yes. Uh, Violet Evergarden, which is one of Netflix's first kind of... Uh, is that original? Yes, it's a Netflix original. Uh. Uh, and it talks about a former child soldier who turns into um, this thing they call auto-memory doll. So basically, she helps other people write letters. Uh-huh. Right. Great, great animation um, some of the best animation I've seen in an, in an anime series actually mm. like it's it's it, it's like movie standard it's like your name standard or like even Ghibli standard like animation soundtrack is great uh, story starts off a bit slow but um, by the last episode I was bawling it was very very good wow. uh, very highly recommended on myself okay. especially if you prefer um, to watch anime that isn't uh, you know centered around like superpowers and things like that mm-hmm. uh, pacing is it, pacing is good pacing is, is is very chill and that's what I kind of en- I enjoyed about it uh, what else uh, of course Devil Man we've already talked about that before yeah, uh, second episode second episode yeah. Yeah. and um, they've snapped up quite a few like good uh, films as well right so you got Gantz which has some of the best um 3D renderings of Japanese cities that I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah, because I remember watching that just after we came back from Japan. Yeah. And uh, there's certain scenes that are set in Osaka and it felt like I was walking through those exact same streets. Uh, we walked the exact same streets that are in the movie themselves nice. and I was pretty blown away by how good that is. I agree. Gantz is uh, um, how many seasons in the series? Yeah. Uh, okay, this, the Gantz Zero that is currently on Netflix, Netflix. is the movie. It's the movie, gotcha. And oh. it's not the live action movie. Mm. So it's what an happens... An anime movie. Like. Yeah, the live action movie of Gantz was... Uh, like, it was kind of a flop. Like, it did very poorly in my So they actually redid the entire story in, oh, in, in 3D which is, which oh. is quite mind-blowing. Cool. On, on that note, did y'all see the Bleach trailer? Uh, the live action? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to think about it. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. After like, full, the, the, the shenanigans with Full Metal, I... The Full Metal one was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. You know? Really? Um, kind of but I have never really seen a good live, live action, action adaptation. adaptation. They're like closest anime. for Samurai X. Like the closest to mm. a good one. And at the same like, time, even it was then, like it short was, for short. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. short for short for so many things, right? And even yeah. then, it didn't... It didn't, didn't have that same impact. No, it didn't. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yes, another um, film, if you just want like a short binge, is Blame. Uh, Blame? It's spelled as Blame, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, it's, um, it's the studio that did Knights of Sidonia. Oh, it's the, shit. It's the same studio that did the Godzilla um, anime. anime that we recently That trashed. we didn't like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll update you when the second half comes out to see if it Because it's not out yet, right? right? No, it's yeah. not. It won't be out for a while. Yeah. Um, but Blame is really, really good. It's about a post apocalyptic world whereby the automated robots that we used to uh, construct our cities are now, are now uh, autonomous and uh, have grown sentient and that's all they're doing. So they're carrying on building cities. So you uh, humans live in the fringes of a giant city that, that no supports one no one. Wow. Right? And uh, it's great. It is really, really That's an interesting premise also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an easy watch. It's like 90 minutes. It's very, very good. Okay. And... Um, I'm what just else? gonna say that like eight out of ten anime that they have right now on Netflix 
is is worth a watch. Okay. You know, so long as the subject matter kind of appeals to you, whether you want sports, anime, um, volleyball okay. with Haikyuu, for example, mm. or, or basketball with Kuroko basketball, uh, or even Free, which is about swimming. Yeah. Um, all of those things are great. You want nice. superhero stuff, you've got superhero stuff. One Punch Man, please watch. Oh yeah, it's, it's on also, Netflix. It's also on Netflix. Yeah. Mob Psycho, also by the same author, is also on Netflix. One Punch Man is coming back out, right, too? Uh, yes, we should be expecting a summer release for the new season of One Punch Man, hey, which yeah. we're extremely excited for. That'd be for. dope! Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to wrap that up, and I'm just, I just want to shout out to the guys at Netflix who are curating the anime section. Yeah, good stuff, man. Really, really good stuff. I mean, it's not the latest stuff that's going on, that's fine. but what they've curated so far with the past catalogue and what they are currently doing yeah. uh, with the originals is, like, kudos to them. Really, yeah. uh, I think they're doing a a big big thing for anime and like spreading that uh, mm. across the world. Nice. Okay. Um, speaking of Netflix, um, I'm gonna let Hardy and Isa talk like for a short while for five minutes on their latest remake of a 1960 series called Lost in Space. Oh, yeah. uh, oh my god! Those younger might remember the Matt LeBlanc horrible movie. Um, okay, I know you'd say it's horrible. I loved it though. Well, I, I, mean, I loved it then. Then, yeah, I then. When I rewatched it recently, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I like this. Uh, let's just say that this new Lost in Space is a lot better. Yes. That, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump into hard hits later. Uh, sorry, quick hits. Uh-huh. Why do I say hard hits? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna, every week, you know. Every week. Uh, I'm gonna jump into quick hits later, so I'm gonna do like a multitude of shows. But, okay. So I'm just gonna let you guys uh, take this for a bit. Okay. What do you think of the new Lost in Space? Lost in Space. Okay, wait. First of all. What a fucking brilliant production! Oh my god, quality, right? Yeah. So, um, that that was kind of the thing. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna watch it. Like, yeah. it wasn't very high on my list. I was gonna get yeah, to yeah, it yeah. my time, but uh, I came home and my brother was watching it. Right, and I was like, "Whoa, what show is that?" Right, yeah. right. Because the production the set quality, design, the costumes, right, the CGI is yeah. phenomenal yes. for a TV series. Like, I don't think it is comparable or even better to what we saw in Altered Carbon. Yes. Easily. Yes. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Right? Uh, the whole aesthetic of it is very 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. You know, I, I love every part about it. There's like uh, some retro futuristic kind of design which yeah. I really, really like. Which I really like. Yeah. Um, of course, the premise isn't new. because no. it is They're lost in space. They're yeah. lost in space. Uh, but I have to say, it's. I mean, the acting is really good. The set design is really good. Uh, um, it's it's yeah. it's darker and filled with more complex characters than the original Lost in Space. Yes, on yes. Movie. yes, more I a lot agree. more characters because there are a lot more survivors. Uh, yeah. One of uh, Parker Posey's best roles as a, as a villain. villain. As yeah. a villain, uh, yeah, she currently plays a villain. Yeah, and uh, one of her best roles to date, I think. I mean, since Blade Three, la. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that you put it that way, right? Uh, yeah, but really, really impressed uh, by that. Uh, I again, I think it's the young stars that are doing very, very yeah, well. Yeah, the kids, the kids right? Are doing very yeah. well. Uh, very interesting take on the robot concept. Yeah, as well. very, very yeah. strange and alieny instead of campy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I kind of like the yeah, kids, the kids, the kids. The robot's origin story is also pretty cool. Yeah, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it it gets a. Uh, Oh, it's not a soft recommend. No, it's a hard recommend. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, if you've ever seen the the, the Matt LeBlanc movie, or if you've ever watched the original, the original one, Lost in Space, uh, yeah. this remake supersedes both of those. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And 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 easily so. And also, they changed the family dynamic. Also, they did. Yeah. Right. They did the, the, the 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 father is you know. The, the father is a veteran who just recently he's a Navy yeah. SEAL <laughs> yeah, and, and his, his distance from his son is quite uh, nicely explained yeah. uh, you kind of understand both points of view yeah. Yeah. Uh, very nice uh, for me in particular 
if you like uh, another show about people stranded, this this Lost in Space is more similar to Lost than it is with Lost in Space. Yes, yes, because of yes. this flashback structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you like Lost, you probably like Lost in Space. Yes. Yeah, that is a uh, most. Uh, but no, I have to say that the plot is a lot better structured than Lost, la. We'll see lah. Lost had a pretty structured first season until the last two seasons, last three last seasons. season. The last season four and five were my favorite of Lost. Really? And six. I was so six confused. Oh well, oh, Lost is a it's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah another yeah. one. Uh, maybe we we'll, we can like recap Ocean. Recap Lost, yeah, 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 yeah. One of these days. All right, I'm gonna jump into um a little segment called Quick Hits, yes, where I quickly recommend uh various movies or TV shows that if you haven't seen, uh you should definitely watch, or maybe you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give my recommendations or disrecommendations. What's your first one? First one is Unseen. Ooh. Uh, shot entirely on the iPhone, iPhone 7. 7 yeah. Um, this is Steven Soderbergh's latest movie. Um, this is Claire Foy, right? Claire Foy from The oh, Crown. Okay. Um, it is unnerving and a traumatic psychological horror thriller uh-huh. that succeeds beyond its gimmick. Uh, oh. uh, following the tale of Sawyer Valentini, played uh, as you mentioned by Claire Foy, uh, smashingly, she's captivating. Mm. Such a um, she is she is pursued by a stalker and she seeks help. And unfortunately, her psychiatrist thinks that she sounds paranoid and crazy, and she is involuntarily admitted into a psychiatric ward. Uh-huh. Um, it's frustrating and infuriating because it's a plausible scenario that you could maybe get caught up in. Yeah. Um, it turns out the mental hospital is running an insurance scam. Oh. They trap you with uh, leading questions, and then hold you when you say something that indicates that you could hurt someone or yourself. Oh. Uh, if your insurance will pay for the treatment, they will hold you however long they can, until the insurance stops paying. Uh, once inside, Sawyer is agitated and scared and act very justifi- justifiably acts Crazy out, la. uh against the doctors and other patients. Uh, she screams and she shouts. Oh my god, it's a catch-22. Yeah, she tries the best to escape, but then and she talks about the conspiracy against her, yeah. which makes her look all the more crazy, ah. uh, which gives them even further reason to hold her. Um, the real crux of this particular film is when you think, uh, is, is when she thinks that one of the oddities is yeah. actually her stalker from Boston. Yeah. That the stalker that she was running away from. Yeah. Uh, he might be, but Sawyer gives some indication that She's hallucinating. it might be her fears manifest, manifesting, manifesting okay. as delusions. Okay. So, is she crazy or is she not? Who's the crazy one? Who's the crazy one? So, um, then she gives some further indications that maybe the, the psychiatrist were right to keep her here. Yeah. Um, Unseen keeps playing these creepy hate games with his protagonist and its audience, making us question Sawyer's perspective at every turn. Hmm. Uh, we're never quite sure until about the halfway mark, and then yeah. it becomes a full-on horror show. Okay. Um, it's a lean and low-budget film that uses its unvarnished nature of its, of its footage as uh. an effective tool to induce a sense of immediacy and intimacy. Okay, so the iPhone 7 works lah. Uh, it works. Um, it's harrowing, it's creepy, and highly recommended. I really, All really right. like this. What's next? Next up is uh, Rampage by our good friend Rock. Please tell me it's highly recommended. Um, <laughs> Rampage plays its two winning cards over and over again. Good, okay. Um, the first is giant animal carnage. Uh, yes. Giant alligators or yes. giant monkeys, wolves. wolves, they just tear shit up. It's insane. Um, the second is the comic chemistry between its uh, superbly fit cast who bring everyone in on a joke. Uh, mm-hmm. Dwayne, J- Dwayne The Rock Johnson's singular charisma mm-hmm. his way of a one-liner his built-in special effect that is his unreal physique yeah. uh, keeps this movie breezy <laughs> even as you're rolling your eyes sometimes yeah. um, unfortunately it's too big and bloated and a bit too long um, uh-huh. even though it's enjoyably over the top uh, that in of itself is not enough to sustain you because you fundamentally don't care about any of the characters um, admittedly just one month after we reviewed Tomb Raider this actually might be one of the best video game movie adaptations ever just because of his accuracy yeah mm-hmm. because there's not much story to, to begin with Rampage game in the first place yeah Yeah. I mean 
I heard that Jeffrey D. Morgan played a really good role in this. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the cast superbly picked. All of them were outstanding. It felt a bit like Legends of Tomorrow. To be honest, in the sense that they were campy in a, They were in on the joke and it was campy as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, but in. But what do you expect from Rampage, right? What do you expect from Rampage? Yeah. Right? It's a soft recommend. It's a six out of ten. Okay. What's um, next? Uh, I forgot to mention Unseen. Unseen was eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah. So hard and then a soft. Ooh, yes. Uh. Next up, I'm going to talk about Supernatural. Hey! Uh, one particular episode of Supernatural. <laughs> Which I, one? I Is it the Scooby-Doo one? It's the Scooby-Doo one. Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched Supernatural regularly since season 5. Or at least the season 5 finale. Okay. But I do occasionally come back for the big meta events episodes. And this was one of the best ones. Okay. Um, for example, in season 6, there's an episode called The French Mystic where Sam and Dean are transported to an alternate, alternate universe to escape from demons. Uh, and in this alternate universe, they are known as actors... Jensen Eccles and Jared Padalecki <laughs> who star in a show called Supernatural. Oh, oh, yeah. um, so it's episodes like that that I come back for. Uh, and in this one, the show attempts their most daringly outlandish premise yet by magically transporting the live-action duo into an animated episode of Scooby-Doo. Okay. Um, the duo teaming up with the Scooby gang while navigating cartoon tropes uh, <laughs> to defeat a ghost is, is just great, pure fun. Uh, what a blast. Makes sense. Uh, plus the fact that Dean is a huge Scooby-Doo fanboy okay. is awesome because it makes him the audience proxy and yeah. he guides Sam and Castiel through all the conventions and how they can manipulate the cartoon tropes to their advantage. Mm. Uh, him constantly hitting on Daphne is hilarious too because he's such a horn dog. Um, there is spin off big time because it's had uh, huge rating records for Supernatural. Um, Supernatural hasn't had this amount re- de- of viewers in a long time. Okay. Uh, but Wait, how many seasons is Supernatural now? It's in its 13th season right now. Whew, I know, I know. Uh, it's, this is one of the coolest and funniest episodes in the show's history. Um, not, not as good as the recent Scooby-Doo and Batman crossover, The Brave and the Bold, okay. which we reviewed in episode 2, but it's still entertaining as hell, okay. and really shows that Supernatural still got it in season 13. Not bad, not bad. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about is a Netflix movie, but it was actually released in local cinemas. Oh, which one? Uh, it's called The Titan. I didn't watch this. Yes, What's yes. It about? This movie is about Thanos. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> the Mad Titan. The Mad Titan. <laughs> yeah, that's the Mad Titan. Uh, the Titan is a science fiction thriller directed by uh, Leonard Ruff, starring mm-hmm. Sam Worthington. In 2048, on an overpopulated Earth, you see, very famous, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and ridden by oh violent... Oh my god, it's a troll, uh. It's a troll, I know. Yeah. Uh, in this overpopulated planet ridden with violent conflict, scientists are looking to turn Saturn's moon into a Titan. new home for okay, humanity. Okay, that makes sense. Because the moon is named Titan. Yeah, and Earth is lacking resources. Okay. So let, let's move, let's terraform. Um, there is this new project spearheaded uh, by Professor Martin. Uh-huh. And Rick Jensen, who is our protagonist, uh, Sam Worthington, is yeah. a war pilot who survived for three days in the Syrian desert without food or water. He's chosen to be part of the experiment that forces humans to adapt to the surface of Titan, uh, partly due to, uh, to his past ability to extreme, uh, to extreme survive adverse conditions. Uh. Adverse conditions, okay. exactly. La. The experiment in the beginning seems successful until he soon starts to evolve. His body starts to evolve in Ooh. very scary ways. Uh. It's a very uh, body horror, oh. the fly kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, the premise is very interesting. Okay. Um, the creature, um, the body horror is very, very good. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, the movie is garbage. Though. Oh, damn uh, it! Yeah. <laughs> that uh, was such a good. That was such a good premise. I know. I know. Like, the premise was so great. Yep. It's uh, riddled with plot holes. The characters are bland and are remarkable. Mm-hmm. It clunkily steals ideas from movies like The Fly, Avatar, and Prometheus without any of the narrative flourish that any of those aforementioned movies have. Okay. Uh, give this a miss, please. It's a one out of ten. Wow. Yep. Such a good premise, uh, but such a shit movie. Exactly. The second last thing I'll be talking about is a 2018 Malaysian horror movie called Dukun. It was released earlier this April. We talked about this that time. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me. Personally. Oh, right, right, yeah. However, it may surprise you that this movie was actually filmed in 2006. 
What? Yes, this movie has been delayed by 12 years. Wow. Let me fill you in on the backstory. This is a popular <laughs> now kind of situation. Yeah. Um, the film is loosely based on the true story of a gruesome murder of a former Malaysian politician, Datuk Maslan Idris by Mona Fandi. So uh, based oh, on a true story? Based on a true story. Um, oh, this shit. once mildly popular Malaysia, Malaysian singer, Ten Witch Doctor, murdered this uh, Datuk. La. She was convicted in 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically through black magic. Uh, the film was originally stated to be released in 2007, but it was postponed and no official statement was given. Partly due to the high-profile nature of the case mm-hmm. and uh, the government uh, shutting it down and Mona Fandi's family herself uh, voicing this dissatisfaction over the content. Okay. After the movie leaked online earlier this year, um, the distributed Astro Show was like, you know what, fuck it, let's fuck just, just release it and try to make some money, you know? <laughs> uh, so the the film itself is actually a legal drama, not so much of a horror movie. Okay, okay. Uh, it revolves around the sensational trial of the said Dukun or witch doctor, if you don't understand Malay, named Diana in this movie. Um, thanks to the tales, thanks to the tales spread about Diana, she's like this seductive black magic practitioner who has a taste of human flesh. Um, her trial receives widespread public attention. Okay. Like a true celebrity, she has fans and haters. Okay. Uh, those who believe in her supernatural abilities stand up to support her, while some others, including, including witnesses who testify against her, are afraid of her after hearing these stories. Mm. In a lot of ways, Dukun is a clever societal mirror uh, for our pension for sensationalism. Okay. It's a bit like the people's OJ. Okay, yeah, you know, but I mean, Malaysian style. But Malaysian style, and about which doctor, and it's yeah. horror. Brilliant. Yeah, um, it seems that people would rather have a conversation about an embellished story than actually delve into the facts. The facts, yeah, okay. Um, unfortunately, the story of the movie is a lot more comparing than the story in the movie. Oh, um, that's not good. Yeah, narratively and technically, this is as bland as boring as it comes. Um, the acting is quite exceptional, though. Um, the main character, Datin Siri Umi Aida, is quite, 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 quite good. Okay. Uh, she but this was back in 2006 la. 2006 la. So she elevates this whole thing Okay. Uh, the controversy around this movie Has got garnered a lot of hype uh, Unfortunately it's not warranted la. And I, people wouldn't have missed anything If it was just like okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, The last thing I'm going to talk about Is a combination of three of my favourite things Go ahead. Uh, a comic book adaptation uh-huh. A musical and a horror Oh my god I know what this is This is uh, Riverdale doing Carrie the musical <laughs> I knew it uh... Right, okay, um, I stopped watching Riverdale midway to season 1. Same, same. all of us, yep. did yeah, the yeah. same thing. Uh, but I'll tune in anytime a show does a musical episode because I love musical episodes. Me too! And their musical based on Carrie was amazing. Like, throughout the episode, dramatic character beats unfolded perfectly in song as reconciliations and revelations mm. were, uh, were revealed. Yeah. Uh, I'm not up to date with current storyline developments or character dynamics, but like any musical should, it filled me in through verse, song, and dance. Okay. So I, I got it immediately. Okay. Uh, it also helped that everyone played the type, and while some weren't as good singers or dancers as others, everyone performed admirably. Okay. Um, the compositions were fantastic, and it really made me want to jump back in, but I won't. <laughs> Thank uh, it's, a, it's as great as an episode can get, and it's, uh, it's good enough to make me like Riverdale again. Okay. But I'm not going to jump back in. Lah. Uh, also, I just realised by watching Riverdale again that the guy that plays Chuck Clayton, Jordan Calloway, uh-huh. is the same guy that plays Khalil on Black Lightning, mm. and he's equally annoying on both shows. Oh man! Oh boy! Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you are not into Riverdale anymore, or if you or if you are and haven't caught up, um, carry the musical. Uh, I think the episode title is "Remember the Night." is really, really fantastic. Uh, just uh, on the on the spectrum of musical episodes that shows have done, this yeah. is near the top. Oh wow! Like I rank I rank it just like just below Buffy. Okay. And above the Flash and Supergirl. Oh okay. wow! Yeah. That's a high recommend then. Yeah, okay. because the Flash and Supergirl didn't really delve into the musical musicality of it because 
half of it was uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. yeah but this went all the way in this went all the way in alright all right. All right. hard I, recommend huh? hard recommend this all is right. a yeah this is a 10 out of 10 for that episode okay I don't know Riverdale as a show apparently season 2 has been quite underwhelming yeah. from fans really yeah well oh well I'll ask my ex student well to me season 1 is already underwhelming yeah, after, yeah. after a while after a while after a while I'm gonna let Isa dump on a series of unfortunate events for a while. Yeah, so uh, season two just uh, came out, right? After, yeah, after quick hits, we are these these are the hits and this is the miss section, right? Yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed season one. Uh, if you don't know what a series of unfortunate events is, is it a Netflix series? Yes, it's it Netflix is. Series. Right? Netflix original. So it's a Netflix original, um, and of course named after the the book, the book that la. is written after. Mm-hmm. Um, you watched one, the whole season, right? Yeah, I watched the whole season one, and I thought it was really good. Uh, but the thing that annoyed me about season one, mm-hmm. uh, which I have to say was was a small, much smaller part, was basically the entirety of the first three episodes of season two that I watched. Yikes! Right. Uh, so new Patrick Harris as Count Olaf is one of the most annoying things on television yeah. huh. I have seen in recent times. Yeah. But this is not a good kind of annoying. No, one. this is not a good okay. kind of annoying. This is not the Dwight kind of yeah, annoying. Yeah. No. This is. Oh my god! I don't even know what to end. So uh, basically. Uh, we, we largely have a three episode rule, right? Give something a chance. Yeah. Give it three episodes. Yeah. Uh, if, if you think there's something that you like in the three episodes, then go ahead and watch yeah, it. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. drop it because there's no time for that. Yeah. Right? There's plenty of other things to watch. Exactly. So, I wanted to drop it out of the first episode, but three episode rule. Yeah. Uh, and what happened after three episodes? Unless really, 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 really love new Patrick Harris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not worth your time. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, generally, um, it's come to the point, at, at least for season one, you were very invested in the story and how the children did, mm. right? Uh, there was a story moving forward, mm-hmm. but in the three episodes that I watched so far, uh, Olaf's antics takes over the entiety of the series. Oh, shit. Right, he, so much like so, a Johnny Depp thing. Yes, wow. exactly. It dominates. Every time New Patrick Harris is on, on screen, he dominates the scene, yeah. right? So much so to the point that you don't see any other actors, and okay. it is extremely annoying. Okay. Right, and there's a lot of those scenes, and it happens all the time, you know. So, um, which is kind of sad because I really do enjoy what the the child actors are doing. Mm. I think they've done spectacularly well for season one, and in very very small moments they had in season two as well, just trying to deal with the ridiculousness that that their lives have become. Uh, it's been great, but just overshadowed by a very overbearing. Uh, presence of new Okay. Got oh it. darn. I guess in conclusion, you can give season two a miss, but if you haven't seen season one, it might be worth a shot. Yeah. 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 Um, will be handling the pull list this pull week. Pull list? I only got one thing only. Uh, yeah. Um, Hadi is a big fan of Good Omens. So yeah, I mean, uh, in memory of Terry Pratchett. In pre- memory of Terry Pratchett, and also there will be a, a, and, uh, a TV adaptation coming TV out. TV adaptation coming out this year. Showrun by Neil Gaiman, of all yes. people. Yes. I mean, he was the co writer for yeah. this book. But he's never showrun a, 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 sh- a, mo- a, a show, show a TV before. show before. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I want to see what he does. I mean, uh, there was he he did a guest appearance on The Big Bang Theory recently. recently yeah. yeah, it's quite cool, quite interesting. Although I hate that show. No, no, me too. Yeah. Because it's ridiculous. I just wanted. I just watched it because of Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, yeah. He only had like two scenes, lah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, and, but what is it about Paul, uh, Good Omens that has <laughs> left such an indelible mark on you? I mean, both of them. First of all, both of them are my favorite favorite authors. Mm. Right, Terry Pratchett is my number one. New Gaiman comes in and close number two. Yeah, um, uh, and this was a very good marriage of both their writing styles, mm. very seamlessly woven in together, and you could tell from just reading the book how good friends they were. Yeah, okay. not only creatively but you know 
um, I mean, just personally lah. Mm-hmm. And you could, I mean, the characters were so well written. Uh, the angels and their 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 the, the tropes that angels usually have. Yeah. You know, and their shortfalls. Yeah. Uh, and their extremisms. Yeah. You know, on both sides, the angels and the demons were all very well fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And the Dark human comedic as well. Yeah, Some exactly. Yeah. Correct. And the human characters become even more prominent because of this. Mm. You know, and you have the whole antichrist. Uh, feeling sympathy for the Antichrist yeah. is not something that happens yeah. all the time. Nope. Yeah. Right? But you kind of root for the Antichrist in this book. It's the Thanos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah. The Antichrist is like some tiny old boy la, yeah. who yeah. has like special powers. Yeah. Uh, overall, I mean, I read this book a long time ago and recently because the, 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 the TV series was going to be coming out. Mm. Or is it a miniseries? I think it's um, a TV series because they, they are not yeah. season one. Okay. So that means yeah. there will be a season two. So yeah, so so this new TV series that's coming out, I just recently reread it. That's why I put it in the pull list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael Sheen starring, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Most, Michael Sheen, right? Stuff, fucking vampire, fucking werewolf. Yeah. He plays the vampire yeah. in uh, in Twilight, and he plays the werewolf in Underworld. Yeah. yeah. And he's also a master of sex. And he's and also he's the master part. of sex, correct. <laughs> and he's married to... Holy shit, who's he married to? I don't know. I don't know. Famous actress. I don't follow the celebrity gossip, bro. No, I, I don't. Never mind. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so I re- highly recommend it if you want something easy to read because it's not mm. that long. Yeah. It's like 200 plus pages, honey. Uh, this is a sat- satirical. Satirical, satirical book yeah. and a satifiable classic. Yes. It, it is. Of it is. Genre it, is. Yeah. it is. And yeah, I mean, it's a good gateway if you want to get into both either Terry Pratchett stuff or Neil Gaiman stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah uh, good point. And we've run like a, a very tight ship this week. So yeah, we actually bad. have like... um. Like wow. a couple of minutes to spare, and I just kind of wanted to address something that is a major genre property that we don't talk about. Yeah, what? Um, the this is a short question that I want you guys to answer. Yes. Why did we stop watching The Walking Dead? Oh, <laughs> yeah. The Walking Dead recently ended its latest season. Its latest season. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's happening. I don't care. Okay. And there was a point in time where in pop culture it was so cool to like The Walking Dead. Yeah, I know. And right. now it's cool to hate The Walking Dead. And I mean, why, I don't hate it. Why has it become that way, lah? Okay. I stopped relatively, like just last year, yeah. in fact, when Negan was introduced. Yeah. Right? Negan was a character that I was looking forward to because I read the comics and Negan is one of the best villains mm. in comic book history. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like his uh, sadisticness, his, uh, his warped, uh, uh, warped uh, sense of honor. Yeah, his philosophy. You know? His philosophy is yeah. all just fucked up, right? Yeah. And it melts very well into that world. Yeah. Mm. So to see him come and again Jeffrey D. Morgan, great actor. Great actor. Yeah. And his portrayal of Negan was actually not bad. Yeah. I enjoyed his the the, the scene where he kills Glenn. Spoiler alert. Sorry, you should know by now. I mean, it's a long time. Ago. Yeah, a long time ago, right? Statues of Liberty. You know, they've made sketches on SNL about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when he kills Glenn, you know, and how perfectly it mirrors the comics. Mm. You know, I really like that scene. But, but then it was just the, something why? that was missing yeah like after the episode it felt empty it didn't feel as satisfying to watch The Walking Dead anymore it became tiring to watch yeah. it yeah and it, it felt like just repetition right? of uh, old um, not tropes uh, old arcs old arcs yeah um, just ne- reskinned exactly yeah. um, Carl uh, no who's, who's Carl's dad um, Rick. Rick, Rick Rick Grimes <laughs> 
cows. Who's that? cows now? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I know that cow last did like, because it, there's a major meme about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Rick appears to just uh, repeat his arc over and over again. Yeah. Over and over again. He, he becomes pharaoh. And then he becomes he's civilized. Then he becomes pharaoh again. Because he realizes for the greater good, I need to be you know, more yeah. vicious. Yeah. And then he rediscovers mm. his humanity and then on, on yeah. and on so and th- on. So that's why I stopped watching because. It felt like I've seen this before. I dropped off slightly before the Negan arc because I was bored by its illogicalness and I was already tired of its repetitions. Mm, okay. It didn't offer anything new for me. Same. And, and part of it is because this is the only show on AMC that garners huge ratings, so they refuse to cancel it or yep. give them an end date. Yeah. Uh, like for example, the Breaking Bad guys or the Mad Men people. Um, had a definite end in mind and they insisted upon it mm-hmm. and they could do that because of their low ratings yeah. uh, so they could tell a finite story The Walking Dead feels like it should be a finite story yeah. uh, but much of the comic books is going on and on much and to, to depreciating returns yeah. in my opinion yeah. I dropped it at like season 4 uh-huh. so way before you guys yeah. but for pretty much the same reasons right? uh, after a while I really right. couldn't deal with Rick as a character. Yeah. Right? And it just felt... I, I got the exact same feeling you got. Right? Mm. That watching it didn't... It was very empty. Yeah. You know, there wasn't any any sort of like... Never like wow moments. Right? Yeah. Right? And there were no wow moments. Yeah. 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 By the time we hit season 4, I was just like, really? Like, yeah. are we doing this again? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the same thing over and over again. And quite honestly, there's only so much zombie killing I want to see. Correct. Uh, yeah. That isn't attached to a story. I mean, uh, they did... I mean, the focus became less on the zombies, yeah, more on the humans. people. Uh. But at the same time, also losing your humanity as an arc or as a Can theme, only run so long. Can only run for so long. Like, and it can't be your only theme. Like, <laughs> especially if you want to run for like 25 seasons. It's because know? they lose their humanity, gain their humanity, yeah. lose their... You know, the same thing again and again. They cannot... Uh, yeah, so rinse, recycle, repeat. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it will change because they've recently got a new showrunner that will be taking over next season. Oh. And she's promised a drastic, drastic change, a time jump, um, a huge uh, new environment for them uh, with even new characters and they won't be focusing on Red Grime so much. Okay. If if the reviews turn out to be good, I might consider jumping back in. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a shot Yeah. next year. And uh, that's been this month of uh, genre equality. Not bad, tight show. Tight show, tight show. Tight show. Uh, we'll jump in next month on uh, June the first. Yes, yes. we'll be coming out then. Uh, we'll be talking about Deadpool two, which Ooh, is probably the biggest title yeah. next month. Uh, we'll be talking about Fahrenheit four fifty one. Oh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is back again. Uh, will Solo be good? Will it not? Who knows? Trailer looks interesting. Trailer looks interesting. I'll be covering um, some movies like I Kill Giants. Um, Cargo, which is the Martin Freeman uh, Australian yes, zombie movie. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'll be recapping. Any that was a short, right? That became a movie, right? The short was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be recapping the season finales of The Flash and Arrow. Uh, I'll be talking about a new show called The Terror, which I really, really like. I haven't started that. Uh, and I recently read uh, The Children of Blood and Bone, which Ooh. is a very, very good uh, young adult novel by a Nigerian author. Uh, fantastic stuff. Yeah, Especially I saw about, that uh, you've been raving apology. about this for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, great stuff. So uh, we'll see you in June. Uh, till then, this has been Hit Zero. I'm Hardy. I'm Isa. Catch you then. Bye-bye.